entertaining, cool. You are listening to LA Talk Radio. We say what we want. You're listening to Impact Hiring Solutions with Brad Remillard and Barry Deutsch. Only on LA Talk Radio. Good morning, everyone. My name is Brad Remillard, and I'm here with my partner, Barry Deutsch. You're listening to Impact Hiring Solutions Live. Uh, Impact Hiring Solutions is a basically an executive search firm and best practices hiring company. We serve two markets. We serve the hiring community. Those are those companies and hiring managers that are out to uh, find top talent. We provide services to them in a number of ways, as our name implies, implies giving them hiring solutions. One way is through classic retained executive search, and another is by the workshops, tools, and resources, books, products that we provide to help companies improve their hiring methodology, reduce turnover, and provide retention for some of their best talent. And as executive recruiters, we encounter this all the time. On the candidate side, those people looking for a job, we also provide a variety of sources, resources for the candidates. We provide coaching. We provide a blog, articles, a variety of numerous free tools from thank you letters, cover letters, even a tool to evaluate your job search to see where those strengths and weaknesses are. And Those are all free from our website at impacthiringsolutions.com. Also, we post all of these radio shows on our website. And you can just go to our website, impacthiringsolutions.com. On the top, you'll see a, a link that says candidates. Scroll down to the free resources and go to our audio library. And I think there's maybe 50 different audio files that cover just about every topic on an executive search for companies and for candidates that'll help you either conduct a better search or ensure that you hire great talent. So um, that's what Impact Hiring Solutions is all about. And every week at 11 to noon here on LA Talk Radio, we alternate between candidates and hiring managers and provide that resource. So today we're going to talk to the candidates. We're going to talk to those candidates that are in the job market, that are out there, or thinking about being a part of a job search. And we're going to talk today about a topic that really impacts candidates. And if you'd like to join us, you can call us at 818-602-4929. So if you'd like to be a part of the show, if you've got a question, you'd like to add the discussion, you'd like to talk to Barry and myself about an issue you have, well, now's the time to do it because this is the time that we always hear, well, I never get a chance to call people. I never get a chance to talk to recruiters. Well, you do. Every, every Monday at 11 to noon, we're here. So all you got to do is pick up the phone, give us a call at 818-602-4929, and we'll uh, take your call. If you can't because you're at work, you're in an environment where maybe it's noisy in the background, then you can send us an email, and that would be to info at impacthiringsolutions.com. 
info at impacthiringsolutions.com, and we will uh, do our best to take your call or to t- read your email online. Can't guarantee we'll get it on the air as we will with a, uh, a phone call, but we'll do our very best. So today we're going to talk about, to the candidate actually, and we're going to cover an area that I feel is grossly or regularly overlooked by candidates, and that is references. We haven't talked about this topic a lot because I think it's just assumed that candidates will only give references of people they know will give them a good reference. That's not always the case, um, but I think it's assumed by both candidates and by companies that, well, why do I need to do reference checks? You know, the candidates have already tested the reference. They've talked to the reference. They know the reference is going to give them a good reference and therefore uh, not necessary. Well, I want to discuss today that we have found, and I've been doing references now for 30 years, Barry's been doing them for 25, uh, that over that many, many years, we have found that that's not always the case. Often, we find that uh, references don't always say what they expect the the reference to say. So the candidate gives a reference, the candidate thinks about a reference, the candidate uh, steps back and gives this list of references to the, the company, and the company calls. And I always hear what that candidate thinks they're going to say, and that often happens because the reference has not been properly prepared. The reference has not been properly discussed what may come up, and therefore the reference doesn't turn out the way the person giving the references implies they can or thinks they will. So let me go through this, what I mean by this. Give you a real-life example, probably the reason, not probably, but the reason, the main reason for having this conversation today. I was, uh, last week, I was at a doing a workshop, one of our many workshops that we do for CEOs and key executives, and there were probably 30, 35 people in the room. And this workshop is for companies and helping them implement and improve their hiring methodology. And so one of the questions that always comes up is about references because that's an actual part, an important part of the reference checking or part of the meth- what we call the validation process. And so they always ask the question, what about references? How do you check references? Don't want people only give references. That'll come out perfect. And there's always a discussion around that. One of the attend- one of the person attending the, uh, the, co- the, the, the workshop was a CFO. And after he had a discussion, he raised his hand and says, you know, I don't always agree with the fact that references always come out well. He said, let me give you a real-life example that happened to me. He said, I was conducting a search. This was up in Philadelphia. He said, I was doing a search for a controller down in Texas along the Mexican border. 
And it's very difficult to hire people along there because we had a lot of really requirements. Had to be bilingual, had to have manufacturing, had to be willing to drive back and forth across the border. Very difficult search to conduct. And they've been doing this for some time. And finally, they met a candidate that, in his words, is we all really liked. This candidate met all the requirements and we'd gone through the process and everybody gave the, this person a strong thumbs up. So towards the end, I asked for some references. The CFO said that this candidate gave me a list of 30 references. 30 references. His initial thought was, wow, this person, look at all these people that are willing to vouch for this person. She's obviously very good willing to give out these 30 references. So he selected, I think he said five, and started to call those five references. One of them was a previous boss, from a, obviously from a previous employer. So he gave the person a call, said, hi, I'm, my name is so-and-so. I'm calling on a reference for, let's just say, Mary, and she used you as a reference, and I wanted to have a few-minute conversation if, if now is a good time. He said at that point, the line went silent, dead silent, so long and so silent, he actually said, are you there still? I thought we'd been disconnected. Actually asked, hey, are you still there? At which point, the reference came online and said, Mary gave me as a reference? I'm shocked. I don't know what to say. You know, we fired her because she stole from us. Now, she gave the money back. She repaid it. But I can't believe she used me as a reference. She actually stole from us. At this point, his side of the line went dead because he didn't know how to respond to this. He was absolutely dumbfounded that this person had used this previous employer, previous manager, as a reference. Now, as I mentioned to you, Barry and I, we've been doing searches for many years, uh, and I am surprised, is a good word, how many times a candidate will give us a reference ex with the expectations that this person will give a good reference. And we never hear anything back. They never respond to us. Or when they do finally respond to us, the reference is less than, well, let's just say expected. It's not always as blatant as this one example I just gave you. It's not always what they say per se, but also how they say it. And what they say, the way they say it about this particular candidate. Sometimes it's just the old, well, I'll only give name, rank, and serial number. Now, Barry and I have a policy that if all we're going to get on a, on a reference is name, rank, and serial number, we consider that a bad reference. We don't buy into the concept that says, well, my employer will only give a name, rank, and serial number, and therefore there's no sense in doing a reference check. We don't buy into that. I've done reference for 30 years. I still get references because we have the policy 
and the, the, the state of mind maybe that says top talent by definition have references. People are always willing to give a great reference for great talent. Nobody I know has ever been sued for giving a great reference, a truthful great reference for top talent. In fact, we find that many CEOs violate their own policy against giving good references to great talent. The people that don't have references are those people that, for some reason, they haven't built up the rapport, they haven't built the uh, confidence in people, they haven't demonstrated they are top talent, and therefore they don't have those references. Maybe they haven't been there long enough. But people have references, people that have left the company, people they've worked with in the past. Past companies will give references. And I'm here to tell you that if you don't have references as a candidate, that could be a problem for you and something you need to work on. So, Not just any reference. It's great references. I agree, Barry. Um, uh, yeah, it's it's not just any reference. It's it is great reference. It's people that are willing to step out and talk about you, and give that feedback above and beyond the name, rank, and serial number. Uh, other thoughts that you have on this, Barry? We teach our clients in the workshops that we do for companies, trade associations, CEO forums. We teach them that that references should be a third of the evaluation process. I mean, I know in my own search, my own search projects, I, I sometimes learn more about a great candidate in reference checking than any amount of time I spend with them face to face or on the phone. Now, what, you know, the problem is, is that a lot of companies don't do it real well. Some companies don't even do it. But what if you're up against that great opportunity? You want to shot at an, an outstanding opportunity that'll move your career forward, and it's the references that kill you. You can't get them. You don't have them. No one's willing to talk about you or spend time with the hiring manager. Your references are, it's not that you can come up with references. They're mediocre, average. They say the middle amount of stuff. uh, And almost by default, the way they come across and talking about you almost leaves a negative impression in the hiring manager's mind, even though they didn't say anything negative. I mean, you've got to get cheerleaders. You've got to get people who are raving fans of you, particularly your former bosses, that are going to stand up, beat the drums, and tell future employers how great you are and what a loss it would be if they didn't hire you. And then they've got to have references that are willing to back it up with precise, detailed examples, illustrations, specifics, quantification to demonstrate the points they're making about your attributes. Yeah, I just wrote a blog today because of that example I gave really about that CFO, Barry. Actually, mm-hmm. it was a CFO that you placed, uh, came up to me afterwards, uh, and uh, for this company back east, and you'd actually placed him there when he, uh, came up and introduced himself. And so, uh, he recognized the value of, um, a good reference. In fact, I just, uh, did a poll on LinkedIn for those of you out there, just a piece of data. Uh, I asked a poll, how many of you have received the name of a reference? And then it turned out poorly or bad. 54% said yes. So half the people are conducting a reference and they turn out bad. 
Now, that tells you a lot. And what I think it boils down to is candidates don't take the time to really think about who those references should be. They just blurt out a bunch of names or they assume that because they had a good rapport with this person that they're going to give them a good reference. And as Barry said, it's not only a good reference, but it's a great reference. A great reference, if you're on the fence or let's say as a candidate, it's down to two candidates. One candidate has average references. One candidate gets great references. That can be the tipping point. Not all the time, but in this economy, it's that one time possibly where that great reference can be the tipping point to swing that vote in your direction. And when you don't have one or you're reluctant to give one or they're not the right references, they're all maybe just peers, customers, they're not your boss, they're not what we call this 360, a boss, a peer, and somebody who worked for you, and they're all singing the same tune. It can dramatically impact who gets that final nod. And Barry and I are here today to tell you we've seen it happen in our 30 years more times than we'd like. And there's a poll on LinkedIn, and you can go to it on LinkedIn and vote if it's happened to you or what happens. But 54% of the people right now are saying that that's happened to them. Part of what this boils down to is the selection of reference and then prepping the reference. So let's take those two issues. We don't have a lot of time today, but let's take those two issues and kind of give you some tips on how to properly select a reference and then how to pre-screen or pre-qualify that reference. Barry, what do you, when you think about a reference, what are you looking for on some tips that candidates could use on just selecting a reference? What do you look for? Um, what types of people? What functions? What areas? What is, what is acceptable to you? I know we don't want their rabbi or pastor or their mother or father, but who are we looking for as references as, as, as a starting point? The most important reference are your previous supervisors, managers, executives, whoever you reported directly to. Most hiring managers and executives recognize that there's no better reference. None. Yes, they want to talk to vendors and suppliers and customers and peers and all those other people. But, but they pale in comparison to the people that you have worked directly for who know you intimately, the quality of your work, how it compares to other people just like you, and those are the most critical references. Those are the people you've got to be your cheerleaders, to stand up and talk in detail about what you've done and how you've done it. And if you don't have former bosses that are willing to do that, that says something about the quality of your work and what you did with for them while you were working. Okay, other people? I agree. I mean, I think the, the, the person, I, I think the, you're a former supervisor, maybe not current supervisor, but I think you got to have one there because I know I always look and think, okay, wait a second. You know, why am I not getting a, a former supervisor? Why am I not getting somebody who worked for you? Which also goes back to, I think, turnover. I mean, it's kind of a side issue that we've talked about extensively on, the, on this program. But when you've only had a boss that you've worked with for a year, eight months, a year and a half, as Barry said, they don't get to know you intimately. They really don't get to see your work in a lasting format. So one of the things you want to think about is you know, who are some of these people that you've worked with for an extended period of time who can talk about your growth, who can talk about how you've developed from over the last three years. Who you, this is what they hired. This is what you grew into. 
those are really important uh, people for you to be thinking about as a reference. I agree with Barry, peers, customers are important, but they, at the end of the day, we find that 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 supervisor, that boss is someone that, that they're going to look for. Now, Barry, do you do 360 degree, 360 references? And just in terms of your own experience, about how many references do you want to do when you conduct our, and your clients, not just us as recruiters, because we may do something different, but also your clients? I, I do believe in 360 degree feedback uh, in terms of references. You know, boss, peers, um, subordinates, if you're a manager, executive. And then if you have any outside influence, customers, vendors, suppliers, clients, uh, you know, particularly if you're on the, on the sales or customer service end of the business, um, and, and getting that full picture of someone. Many people have what I'll call inconsistent references, meaning I got one here, but I can't come up with any over here. Um, and, and, you know, our experience has been is, is that if you've worked in an environment for at least six months, and you're pretty good at relationships and, and working in teams and with people, usually you're going to be able to come up with references from your old place, but also in the, in the current place you're in, uh, with maybe the exception of your current boss or supervisor, because frequently that would be grounds for being escorted to the door with a box of your belongings by security. But, but other than that, you should be able to come up with plenty of good references. What I find a lot of times is, Brad... Candidates write down on job applications and they give us what I'll call personal or character references. Who cares about that? Nobody wants character or personal references. They want to know, what were you like in a work setting? That's where I'm hiring you. Not, you know, I'm not going to meet you across the fence while we're mowing our lawn. I want to know what you're like in a work setting. And I want to talk to people who are intimately familiar with the work you've done like peers that you've worked with on projects, teammates, bosses, subordinates that you've overseen. Yeah, I, I'm the same way. I like to do 360. I like to do a minimum of three references. Often um, I like to encourage, and I do encourage, by the way, because I think uh, uh, references can uh, add a lot of validity to the search. So I also encourage very my clients to pick the phone up and call the references. As you know, uh, we talk a lot about the book Execution by Larry Bossidy. And one of the one of his points in I mean, here's the CEO of a major organization, Allied uh, um, Signal. And if you read in that book, he's got a great HR department. He has a, probably has a highly to be the senior VP of Allied Signal. You're going to have to be a pretty skilled HR and a strong HR department. But even he, before he'd hire somebody to report it directly to him, he makes a point in his book that he would pick the phone up and do his own references because he wanted to hear the way they sounded. He wanted to hear the tone of their voice. He wanted to probe with them a little bit and get that information. So I, even though we do references, you and I, I know I encourage my clients before it's over to say, you know, I would encourage you to pick up the phone and talk to a former boss, talk to this person because I want them to hear in their voice the excitement, the energy, the disappointment, whatever you want to call that for on this candidate. The disappointment meaning the person left, not the disappointment in the person's job. The disappointment this person doesn't work for him anymore, which I think just helps my client 
re solidify they made a good a good decision and helps get them more excited about this candidate coming on board. So in, in terms of setting those people, I want to really look for those references that are 360 bosses and then – or supervised, whatever it may be, and then make sure that I encourage my client to step up to the plate and make a reference too. Uh, do you find that your clients want to do reference checking, Barry, or just leave no. it up to you? They just leave, most of the time they leave it up to me. However, as an executive recruiter, I absolutely insist they call one to two of the, the candidates' former bosses. That, that They talk boss to boss. So if you work for a CEO, I want my client talking to you. And, and I tell them, even if you hurt, get nothing negative, no downside, no problems, no weaknesses, what you're going to hear will help you to manage and leverage that person's success when they come to work for you. And most people feel very comfortable giving a peer-to-peer reference, you know, VP of marketing to VP of marketing, CEO to CEO, director of inventory control to director of inventory control. Yeah, I'm exa- you're exactly, that's what I mean. We do the same thing. Uh, let, let's, uh, now that we know who or not their listeners know who there should be thinking about reference using as a reference and getting that 360, having a list. I mean, like I in this example, the interesting thing, this example I used about the CFO and the person on the, uh, that, that ultimately gave a reference. I think the CFO finally came to the conclusion that the reason there were 30 references there was the hopes that this name would be buried within amongst those 30 and he'd never select it. But like Barry just said, because he was a peer, a former CFO, he picked the phone up and called him and felt very comfortable having a conversation with a peer of his. They're going to ask similar questions. They're going to look for similar issues. They have similar concerns when they hire someone. So you can pretty much assume that in your list of references, there should be a peer to the person you're going to report to. So that that person can talk to them one-on-one and get the information that they're looking for. Uh, Just a side note here now, if you've just joined us, I'm Brad Remillard. I'm with my partner, Barry Deutsch, and you're listening to Impact Hiring Solutions Live. Today, we're talking to candidates, somewhat to hiring managers, but also to candidates, and we're focused on the reference check. We're focused on why is it that so often, according to a poll we took on LinkedIn, 54% of the time people will get a bad reference or 54% of the time people have gotten bad reference. More than half the time, candidates have given the names to companies and they've gotten a poor reference. That's pretty surprising. It's considering that most of the time we think it's going to be the other way. So – We'd like you to look at our website, impacthiringsolutions.com. There's a lot of resources there for you. I would say 80% of the resources on our website are free. Uh, you can go to the candidate section on top and scroll down to free resources. We have a variety of downloads for you there that you can check. You can get involved with from those free downloads. We have our audio library where we post all of these past radio shows for you to evaluate, to download and listen to. We have a number of tools 
for you to download for free. Uh, we have a, a LinkedIn profile. Is your LinkedIn profile really the best it should be so people will call you? Uh, how effective is your job search? I mean, if you've been on the job market six months, what's going wrong? Well, download our job search self-assessment tool. You can walk right through these eight characteristics of a job search, find where those strengths and weaknesses are, and start building on your weaknesses. Often candidates think they're doing a great job search when, in fact, one or two small things need to be changed, and it will dramatically impact your job search. That assessment tool is absolutely free. Are you sending out hundreds of resumes and not getting a response? Well, we have a tool there, our cover letter. Believe it or not, that cover letter is free to download. It's a sample of how to grab that reader's attention, get them excited before they even look at your resume, and demonstrate how you align with your background with what the company's needs are so the reader of that resume or the reader of that cover letter is already excited about your background before they even read your cover letter. That's what you want to have happen. Those tools are absolutely free on our website along with so many other website tools that we provide and resources that you can download, and they're all there at impacthiringsolutions.com. Just scroll to the bottom. You'll see our What's New section, and you'll see the links there. They're all there for free for you to download. Uh, our blog is there. It has, I think it has 200 articles on different topics of job searches based on different categories, resumes, interviewing, social media, networking, hiring mistakes, referencing. You can just search there, and you can identify the topics that you need help with from the previous tool I mentioned, our job search tool. Then go to our blog. Look at some of the articles we've written on how to ensure you conduct a 100% effective and efficient job search today. Barry, any other comments on some of the resources and tools on our website that will help our listeners? Um, you know, we've written a book on, obviously, the whole job search area. Um, lots of great tips, ideas, and suggestions. But, but if you really want to leg up on this whole process and, and to get a perspective of where the hiring manager is coming from, I'm going to actually throw out something that's completely counterintuitive, and, and I suggest you read our book aimed at the hiring managers and hiring executives. I mean, we've got probably over 10,000 copies out there. It's a bestseller. Um, there are thousands of companies uh, here in the U.S. and worldwide that are using this process. And, and read the book about what the best practices are in hiring managers and hiring executives in looking at candidates like you to determine whether to hire someone, and we have a whole section in that book, a whole chapter on what we call validation and verification, of which references a significant component along with background checks, homework assignments, skill testing, personality assessments, and all these other pieces, but it will give you an insight into the, the best practices hiring managers and executives use in measuring and evaluating candidates. You know, that's something we never even think about. I, I, it's a good point. I never even thought about it. I mean, if you look at it, uh, they should really take a look at that book because it does outline in great detail how companies conduct a thorough interview, how to link that, how to link your background or align your background with that uh, in-depth interview and get prepared for an interview, references that we're talking about, what companies are looking for. You know, it really is kind of 
a way of gaining intelligence, if you will, on the other side of the desk. And I don't, and you're right. I don't think most companies, most candidates think about that. They, they maybe do read all these candidate books, but right. they forget to read all and get that information about, well, wait a minute. Let's see what the hiring manager is doing and let's see what the companies are doing and how do I align that. So I never thought about that, but it's a, it is a great tool for candidates to be reading and you'd have to get that from the hiring manager section of our website under products it's a book called you're not the person i hired a ceo's guide to hiring top talent if you want to know what companies are doing so you can adapt your search to what the companies are doing that's a great tool that i great point brad maybe thought about that and uh well should think about it it comes back to this idea of reverse engineering i mean when you and i take on a new search project one of the first things we want to do is we want to get an intimate feel for what's the perspective of the clients that we're working with. So we'll go on to websites in the field. We'll look at trade conferences. We'll look at trade journals, magazines. Where's our client's head at when we take on a search in food service versus the, the you know, the, the uh, sign industry or it's in subcomponent electro-optical devices? I want to know about... Where are you coming from? What are the things that are important to you? What are the issues in your industry and your segment? Why wouldn't candidates do this in wanting to get inside ahead of the people that are hiring them? I mean, here's a challenge question. How many of you that are listening to this call or the radio broadcast once you download it have read our book, have gone to the hiring manager side of our website, subscribed to eight different blogs that are written towards the hiring manager perspective, and you read everything you can and put your arms around in terms of questions, interviewing, assessment, evaluation, what are the best practices that, that executives and companies use in measuring people? I'll bet, Brad, I'll bet that that number of people who actually do that is less than 2%. Yeah, it's a great tool because I think it's kind of like if you're going to buy a stock or invest in a company, do all this research to learn about the company, the industry, the sector they're in, their competitors. Uh, it's the same kind of thing. This is the intelligence side that I, I'm going to I'm going to focus on that more now. I'm going to write more blogs about that. I never really thought about how are you can our candidates shouldn't they be reading more about what hiring managers are doing so they can really gain that inside insider trading, if you will, to use a stock analogy of what candidates are doing. And I'm going to suggest that from now on that they, they think about that. That is a great suggestion, Barry. I mean, let's just, I know we're getting off track here, but let me give you one example. I mean, one of the things that hiring managers want to know and executives is, can you deliver the results that are important to them? Now, we all know that most interviews that get conducted are not focused on results. They're focused on the haves. Do you have this much experience? Have you ever seen this? Do you have this knowledge? Do you have this degree? And so on. Well, if you've read extensively about how hiring managers measure candidates and what's important to them, you would know that your first interview question back to the hiring manager should be something like, what are the top three things I have to do to be successful in this job? Yeah. And if you say that to a hiring manager, you have just transformed the entire discussion with that one little phrase. Yeah, but uh, most I, I, candidates, because they don't understand this, Brad, or they haven't done the research, or they don't know what the best practices are, sit there like a bump on the log while the hiring manager does box checking. You have this, you don't have this. You have this, you have this, you don't have this. Boom, and you never know why you got excluded. I think that's probably the best tip we've done. We, I'm gonna, I'm actually gonna start writing some blog and articles about that. I, I haven't thought about, but that is a 
it's so obvious that I haven't thought about it. It ticks me off that here I am thinking about it. I haven't thought about it, but it's one of the well, best tips they can get. Glad I could be helpful. Yeah. See, I, you learn something new every day. So let's flip for a minute, Barry, because I do want to get in some tips that I think candidates need to do to properly prepare the the reference or to, to know what this reference is going to talk about or what this reference is going to say. My experience has been I've heard this over and over and over again. Well, I've talked to the reference and they said they'd give me a good reference or I've talked to the reference they're willing to be my reference. And the candidate assumes because they've said I'll be your reference or the candidate assumes because they've said, oh, yeah, I'll give you a good reference that they're just going to blurt it out and they hang the phone up. They don't really take the time to properly discuss with that reference what they're really going to say. How are they going to answer some of the standard questions? We don't even have to go into, Barry, the depth that you and I go into in a reference. We don't even have to talk about the uh, uh, the, 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 the probing questions because most companies don't even ask that. We can just talk about you know the standard type box-checking questions that they know are going to be asked in an interview. And most candidates never ask the question. Well, you know, Barry, can I, let me ask you something. How would you respond when, the, when a recruiter or a company asks, how would you rate me on a scale of 1 to 10 compared to other people in your department or that you've worked with? Candidates never even prepare the reference for how that will happen. They just assume, oh, well, you're going to answer that yes, aren't you? You're going to answer that 10. And they don't prepare. So in preparing those issue. references. It's not an issue of preparing. It's an issue of fear. If you're my boss and I come to you and I say, what will you say when the hiring manager asks X? How would you compare me on a scale of 1 to 10 to other people who've held a similar role to this in the past? I think it's like, it's like customer feedback a lot of times, Brad. Companies don't want feedback because they don't want to hear the negatives. They, they want to you know, put blinders on. They want to stick their head in the sand. They think it's going to be positive, but they know there's going to be issues, and they don't want to hear it. So you're saying as a result they don't even ask the question? I, Brad, I, I can't think of a candidate that I know in 25 years. I'd love to hear from our readers and listeners. I can't think of a candidate that has ever said to a hiring manager, what are you going to say? Or, or, even more, or, or more specific, here's the question you're probably going to get. How would you respond to this? Um, yeah, most I, of them are just, they don't even tell their references. They're giving them as references. Yeah, that one always sucks me. I've seen that before. I'm always dumbfounded by that one. Are you kidding me? You don't even. I mean, I've called. I'll call the time, and they'll they, they're not prepared. Even though I tell the candidate, call ahead of time and get prepared. I, I, yeah, I'm blown away by that myself. I think, I, I maybe it is fear, uh, but I think if you're going to use a reference, you need to sit down with that reference and have a conversation with them around what are they going to say? How are they going to reply to 
some of the basic questions that you know are going to be asked. The question that says, how would you rank me on a scale of 1 to 10? Would you rehire me again? What are my strengths? What are my weaknesses? Um, what could you? What would you recommend that they improve? How? What are some of the things that uh, um, that you need it to manage them better? You know those classic references, and you have to sit down ahead of time and ask the question: What? How will you reply? It's not an unfair question to ask a reference. Step back, and I think again. Barry brought up a good point during a kind of our commercial break there. If you've read books on what hiring managers, how hiring managers hire, you're going to hit a section sooner or later on reference checking. And there are some of the questions that you should be asking that reference about what they're going to say in order to be ensure what they are and what those answers will be. And you know most of the time – the hiring manager or the person doing the reference check is looking for dirt. They're trying to cover their downside, reduce their risk. So what are those commonly asked questions that they ask to find out if there's a problem? Do you show up on time? Were you tardy? Did you have an absentee issues? Were there lo- did you were they did you ever have any workers comp claim? Were you ever did you ever have a, a sexual harassment problems? Whatever those questions may be, some are legal, some aren't. But that doesn't stop from being asked. How do you prepare your reference for those questions? Well, I think one of the big parts is first understanding what is your your potential hiring manager executive who would be hiring you, what do they feel is important in the job? Do, do you know from the interview what their number one, number two, number three expectations of performance is? So for example, you've interviewed three times. Hiring manager wants to hire you. They've told you one of the most critical things in the job is to reduce the accounting closing process from 32 days to eight days within six months. So now you pretty much know that you've got to go back to your previous boss, peers in other departments, and get them to talk specifically about your successes in improving accounting and financial processes, especially as it related to the accounting closing process in your company. Because if they talk about other stuff, it's going to be irrelevant. That hiring manager wants to know, can you do this for them? That's exactly right. Can you deliver the results? That I'm, sooner or later, that's going to come up. Now, they may not come up and ask specifically that question, but they may say, can you talk to me about how they handle the close? Are they been involved in the closing process? How did you, what were some of the things they did to reduce the process? Those kind of stuff, on, again, as Barry mentioned earlier, on a peer-to-peer reference, those kind of questions are going to come up. And how have you prepared your your reference to discuss those have you told them you know one of the issues in this search or in this new position is going to be reduce the close from 20 to 33 days can we walk through some of the issues that we went through to accomplish that when i worked for you now you're not only discussing it but you're also refreshing that person's memory as to what happened maybe it was two years ago and they've moved on and just kind of forgot gee i've you're right, we did do that, but I don't remember all the details that went on in that because, you know, Mary handled it all, so I really wasn't all that closely involved. Help them by jogging their memory. 
that little bit of extra data could be the tipping point that brings that job to you versus somebody else. Really getting them prepared for, again, as I talked about, just the basic questions, but I think Barry's point about identifying and helping them get better at identifying some of the challenges and how you accomplished those in the past is a very good also is another area that you want to talk about as you prepare these references anything else barry i think that's pretty good i mean i guess in you know in summary as we start to come to the end of our processes first as a candidate you got to make sure you got great references you got to ask your references to be references and then you got to find out what they're going to say about you both positive and negative, and you've got to be willing to take that, that feedback. And the reality is it shouldn't be much different from what they're writing down on your annual or performance reviews. It's pretty much going to be exactly that. And so if you've got big holes, glaring weaknesses, problems, issues that have surfaced, I'm not sure that's the reference you want to use, or you better try to figure out how to improve your, you know, what you've been doing so that in the future you'll have better references. Yeah, because I mean, as a recruiter, let's assume we're talking at an executive level now. My clients pay Brad and I a lot of money to bring extraordinary talent to the table. If I hear one, even an inference, a rumor, a hint of a weakness, a problem, or an issue, it's going to send the hairs on the back of my neck up, red flags, and I'm going to be a pit bull in trying to uncover what that issue was I want more references. I want to re-interview the candidate, and I'm going to caution my client. So it's very important, and, and you'd be stunned, as Brad said, how many times that happens in a reference check. Just the subtle hint of, well, they did an okay job on that. Really, what was wrong with it? Why was it just okay instead of stellar? Yeah, or their tone of voice changes. Right. Their enthusiasm changes. It's not always what they say, but how they say it. And I would also, as part of that coaching, counseling, prepping, asking, pleading, begging, whatever you want to call it, I would also look to see, are they going to discuss you enthusiastically with energy or are they going to be reluctant? Are they going, is it going to be like pulling teeth to get information out of them? Is it going to be a situation where they choose their words very carefully, where they're, they're, as Barry said, there's this nervousness about it to where we get an uncomfortable feeling that, yeah, they don't want to say anything bad because they might get sued, but they're kind of implying, hey, you know, if you're smart, read between the lines, or are they volunteering information are they enthusiastically supporting you are they using words adjectives phrases to praise you uh and does that come across in that interview so i often have done this candidates that i coach barry you probably do the same thing candidates that we coach in our in our through our university and our coaching programs one of the things i always do is I will call a reference. 
somebody they think is going to give them a reference, and I will conduct a reference for them. I want to hear ahead of time what they're going to say and how they're going to say it. I believe that's part of my responsibility as part of a my coaching assignment to make sure that these references are aligned right. And since most candidates don't even have a coach, since most candidates don't want to pay anybody to do this, for God fearing that they may have to spend a few hundred bucks to do it and it might get them a job, I think that's why they fail. Have you taken the time to have somebody do a reference, a preliminary reference with them? If you haven't, you might want to think about it. I think we're at the end of our time, Brad. Do you want to wrap our yeah. call and tell our uh, – maybe re- yeah. reemphasize a couple of key points? So I would say to you, if uh, you know, you're looking at a couple of things to do in, in a reference checking before you think about a reference, number one, who are they going to be? They have, you want to make sure there's a supervisor there. You want to make sure that they are – it's well thought out who these references are. 360, as Barry and I mentioned. Uh, and make sure that you've taken the time to properly engage that reference so you know what they're going to say and when they're going to say it and that they're going to talk about you enthusiastically, they're going to talk about you with energy, and that you've covered it with them. Don't have that, as Barry mentioned, that fear factor or that fear that, oh, I don't want to ask them what they're going to say because I feel like that might be too invasive or inappropriate nonsense these are people that you're relying on for a job these are people that can make the difference between tipping it in your in in your direction and so i encourage you to number one get those great references not good references but great references take some time to ensure that they're going to sing praises about you and i think the best tip we've given you today that i'm going to leave you on is begin to read some of the books out there on how to hire great talent. You can download one of them from our website, impacthiringsolutions.com under hiring manager products. It's called You're Not the Person I Hired. Begin to understand what it takes and what the hiring manager, great companies are looking for and what hiring manager are looking for when they hire great talent. We'll be back next week on latalkradio.com at 11 o'clock to talk about how you can attract, hire, and retain top talent as a candidate, what it's going to take to get that job. You're listening to Impact Hiring Solutions with Brad Remillard and Barry Deutsch. Only on LA Talk Radio. 